0: Hey, Sean Gaby here. Welcome to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast. Hey everyone, Sean Gaby here with the Supernatural Leadership Podcast, talking about the difference between principle-led leadership and presence-led leadership. We all have a leader within. Why not make that leader a little more supernatural? Enjoy today's episode. Hey, everyone, welcome again to another Supernatural Leadership Podcast episode. My name is Sean Gaby, and I want to thank you so much for stopping by. Please don't forget to review, rate, share it with your friends. Let us know how this podcast is impacting your leadership, making it a little more supernatural. Today's episode, we're diving into what I'm calling the weapon of leadership. The weapon of leadership. Of course, uh, as I think about it and as I've been processing this, It could be called a weapon of leadership, but for the sake of this episode, I'm calling it the weapon of leadership because I actually believe this is one of the most important aspects of uh, our leadership and our ability to move forward as leadership without giving up and letting uh, the force of life, the force of of challenges and resistance that comes our way in leadership take us out. So I want to talk today about peace as such an incredible weapon of leadership in leading whatever it is that you are leading or pioneering in this season. I said this recently in a message that I spoke for our Kingdom Culture family, and I really feel that as supernatural leaders, we all need to hear this, and it's this, peace is our weapon of war, against life's opposing forces. Peace is our weapon of war against life's opposing forces. Of course, in the world we live in today, I don't think there's ever been a time where peace and the desire for peace and the hope for peace and the manifestation of peace is more needed and desired and sought after in times of chaos, in times where Things are unsettled and confusion is swirling all around our life and our leadership life. Uh, We need peace at the center of it all if we're going to make it through. And as I said, where I first shared this, um, I would love to actually encourage everyone on this podcast that subscribes to this podcast to go over and subscribe to our Kingdom Culture YouTube channel because I want you to hear the message where part of this comes from. This is different for our leadership podcast family here, but uh, I went deeper into this and didn't just talk about peace. It was a part of it, but I really want to encourage everyone to go over to youtube.com forward slash kingdom culture, subscribe to our YouTube channel and listen to the message called pillars of building pillars of building. I thought about putting that message on this podcast platform, but we're just going to leave it up there on the YouTube, encourage you to go there, watch it, and um, I just believe it will be a good supplement or addition to this episode today, so that's again, youtube.com, we'll also put it in the description, forward slash kingdom culture, and watch the message, Pillars of Building, I believe it will be such a powerful, powerful tool for your leadership and pioneering in This season, we also have a Kingdom Culture audio podcast available as well, and you can check that out. Now, let me just say this again peace is our weapon of war against life's opposing forces. The Apostle Paul echoes this by saying in 2nd Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 our weapons aren't carnal, they're not of flesh, they're not of natural human invention but spiritual or mighty through God to pull down strongholds. We need spiritual weapons. We need internal core value oriented, motivated weapons in this season. If we're going to build, rebuild, if we're going to advance in, in seasons where it feels like the force of life and the resistance in life is trying to hold us back as leaders. And so this is going to be a little bit of more of a, Uh, There's going to be some scriptural elements in this podcast today that's going to feel a little bit more teachy, but I want you to walk with me through this process. I feel like this is such a powerful tool and teaching for our leadership in this season. I had this encounter over a decade ago, and in this encounter, without going through all the details, God told me he wanted to make me a man of peace, that if I was going to access All the things that God had promised me in my future, if I was going to have access, if I was going to be able to handle what God really wanted to give me within my leadership, I had to be a man of peace. I had to manifest and learn to manifest the peace of God. You know, it's it's you know, we, we know this when we're in fear, when we're in uh, strife or striving, when we're in conflict constantly, when when we're in trouble or feeling like we're in trouble and life is trying to take us out. It's really hard to build. It's really hard to be able to have the capacity to handle the breakthroughs and the blessing and the and the you know the 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 things that God wants to give us that he's promised us as an inheritance like God knows it would kill us if we can't manage this little thing right now in our life we can't manage this little attack this little opposing resistance scenario in our life how are we going to manage the bigger ones when they come as we break through into more and so God has so much to give us but we have to learn to manifest peace in the various battles that feel big right now, but 10 years from now we will actually look back and say they were actually really small. And so God told me this. He wanted to make me a man of peace so I would be able to have access to all that he had promised me. And, you know, I've warred for this over the years. And I win sometimes, I fail sometimes. My wife so amazingly reminds me, didn't God tell you that he wanted you to be a man of peace? And how's that going for you? And it's always so convicting um, for me, as a as a father, husband, leader, when I hear that, because um, this is my this is my goal. God gave me this word, and I have to manifest, turn this word into flesh, so to speak. Just like Jesus, He came as the word. The word was made flesh. John one verse fourteen. The words in our life have to become flesh. They have to be fleshed out. They have to be lived out, experienced. If we're going to see the breakthrough that comes as a result of believing the words that he's spoken over our life. So this has been my quest and life and leadership often feels really like a never-ending cycle of challenges, obstacles, roadblocks, testing, and often pain. No one likes to hear that. But of course, yes, we have our breakthroughs. We have our top of the mountain moments, our wins, our successes. But let's just be frank for a second What we really need is not just inspiration from people's success stories, highlight reels, and Instagram feeds. We need weapons to fight because as leaders, we spend so much time in our leadership and in pioneering our pioneering life in what feels like a fight. And the truth is we spend more time in this pioneering phase of leadership than any other phase when it comes to building and leading. If you're building anything – you're going to feel like you're constantly in a pioneering phase because, you know, builders really never stop building. Visionaries really never stop visioneering. And so social media and other platforms can be so damaging when we just see the highlight reel and success story and not the process along the way. And on this podcast, we always try to keep it real to really help leaders feel and embrace what's truly attainable, not what's unattainable. And I try to, when I do these types of episodes, incorporate, even with guests, you know, what are the failures? What are the problems? Where have you missed it? But also in these types of episodes, like majoring on process, we need to hear over and over again, how do I win while I'm in the process? Yes, I know what maybe the mountaintop looks like, even though often mountaintop moments are very temporary. We spend so much time moving up the mountain and we often spend less time on top of the mountain. In fact, there was a story in scripture where Peter and a few guys they had an encounter on top on the mountain and they wanted to camp out there. And you know, God had this or Jesus had this interaction with Peter saying you have the things of man in mind. Like you can't stay here. We got to keep moving forward. We got to keep building. We got to keep advancing. And so of course, you know, when I mention the fight of leadership and pioneering and all this kind of stuff, I'm talking about when you are in the pioneering and building phases. And for some of you listening, maybe you're retired, living off the fruit of your labor, enjoying your island in the Bahamas. Hey, that's amazing. Honestly, enjoy it, enjoy the season. But even if it's this type of season, the theme of this message, I, I really believe this applies to. All everyone, dreamers, pioneers, entrepreneurs, visionaries, supernatural leaders, because they never stop leading and moving ahead. So even if you feel like you're on the mountaintop, you're enjoying the mountaintop, there's going to come a time again where you're going to be like, hey, I don't just want to stay here. Like I'm called to advance continually. Even if you're retired, there's still something that you can build, something that you can continue to pioneer. Even if that's you know building a healthier family, even if that's you know, investing in your family. There's still like parts of you that's gonna grow in these areas. And so this applies to really everyone. And I love it what Jesus said because he said something so powerful that I've been meditating on so much recently um, in context of this encounter I had over a decade ago. He said um, to his team, to his team of disciples, which I'm basing a lot of this episode on out of John chapter 14, verse 27. He said, peace I leave with you my own peace, I now give and bequeath to you, not as the world gives, do I give to you. In the sense of the world offers and promotes and markets peace. And if you just do this, you'll feel peace. Retiring feels like peace. Having a great RSP, if you're in Canada, feels like peace. Um, You know, having great... um, vacation after you're retired. Like I said, living in the Bahamas feels like peace. But Jesus said, I don't give you that kind of peace where you feel peace in a moment, peace in a season, temporary peace. I'm going to give you, let me read, finish reading the scripture. It says this, not as the world gives, do I give to you? And then it says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. What he, how he gives peace which is the opening part of the verse verse 27 peace i leave with you my own peace now i give to you he gives peace with an eternity oriented perspective when he gives you a peace he gives you what you need to see on the other side of the storm what life looks like what 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 your life looks like on the other side of your life on earth in heaven what life looks like the promise the inheritance What's going to happen when everything's done? You have an eternal perspective of what God has promised you. That's the kind of peace he wants to give you. He wants to give you such a peace now that it gives you the ability, while you're in the process of pioneering, to make it through any storm because you see what's on the other side of eternity. And so he said this, Don't let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. addresses two key elements troubled or trouble and fear and if i'm i actually reading this out of the what's called the amplified translation it elaborates and says this stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed and do not permit yourselves to be fearful intimidated cowardly and unsettled i love this you know and if you dive in a little more to, and I'm not going to do all this right now, but dive into a little more of what it means for our hearts to be troubled. One of the definitions could be translated as emotionally agitated. Emotionally agitated. Don't let yourself in the midst of this trial, this test, this painful moment. Don't let yourself because you have an eternal perspective of what I promised you. And that's manifest through the peace I've just given you. You don't have to let yourself be emotionally agitated to the point where it robs you of making it through this challenging time. Don't let yourself be afraid. Don't let cowardice, intimidation, feeling unsettled in life stop you from doing what I've called you to do and build what I've called you to build. Now, this word for peace literally could be translated as to join, tie together into a whole It could be translated as wholeness or prosperity, other definitions when all essential parts are joined together, because often we think of, you know, we think of team, we think of division, we think of organizations that need to be connected if they're going to build anything good. You know, you know, Jesus said this in Matthew 12, verse 25, addressing the thoughts of the religious saying, a house divided against itself cannot stand or better yet, can't even be built. And we often think of this in only a context of community. We think of this in only the context of business, organizations, family, relationships. And it's true. That is very important. If you're going to build anything successful or great in life with people, you need unity. But there's also an element of within. And even in this context of scripture, when Jesus addresses the thoughts of the religious in Matthew twenty twelve verse 25, he's really addressing this, you are the house. Because the religious people were accusing Jesus of casting a demon out with a demon, that he had a demon and he was casting out a demon. And he's like, listen, there cannot be that conflict within. And I think a lot of us, the reason why we can't build, the reason why we can't break through limitations in our leadership is because we don't have personal peace. We don't have that personal prosperity and wholeness. The parts, like it says, when all essential parts are joined together, and yes, this can be applied and is applied to community, organizations, businesses, with people building something, but also all the essential parts that you need to be a healthy individual because there are conflicts within. There's things that are warring against each other within our own leadership, within our own soul, and as a result, that personal house, because we are called the house, we are called the temple. Paul calls us a temple. Peter calls us living stones being built up as the house of God personally. If we don't have all the essential ingredients within our own soul working together, if they're in conflict, we will not be in prosperity. We will not be in wholeness. And we will not be able to build in our own house, within our own life, will be divided and therefore will fall and therefore we get stuck as leaders often and cannot advance. And so, hey everyone, before we continue on, I have some exciting news to share with you. The Supernatural Leadership School is now live. The platform has been launched with our very first e-course called the Voice of God module. I would encourage you head over to SupernaturalLeadership.com and sign up today and begin a brand new Supernatural Leadership Journey. Like I said, like and like I'm saying right now, we often forget that we first are a house or a temple, according to scripture, being built up. and And we have to move through this conflict within because this is often why we can't break through our own limitations. We are personally... Internally divided. And I want us to remember this that, you know, there are areas of our life that we can't move through because we are personally, internally divided. And this peace that Jesus is offering is a promise of wholeness and prosperity so we can build and then contribute that, that health to whatever community, whatever organization, whatever business that we are building and are a part of. This is our aim every day, being renewed being, um, growing with our, or in our relationship with God continues to, um, develop this wholeness within as we be literally like renew our mind. Paul said in Romans chapter 12, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. If we want a prosperous life, the renewing of the mind is a continual process that, that needs to take place so we can be the builders as we're called, to build. Now, on the flip side, we are going to use this a house divided against itself statement by Jesus uh, cannot stand. And, of course, you heard Abraham Lincoln say it, but he did not originate or create this thought. This is from Scripture. Um, in the context of everything else beyond our, just our personal lives, This We do have to apply this, like I've been saying, to our organizations, businesses, and or relationships, families. And, um, you know, obviously, let me just, you know, say this. I don't think anybody out there has ever seen anything great built with divided people. And I'm not just talking about the differing or the difference of opinion, but the difference and disagreement of values and vision. You're not going to see something healthy built if you have an organization where everybody in the organization has a disagreement of values and vision. Now you can have differing opinions, you can have different perspectives, and maybe even struggle at times with some people's strategy to move towards their goals and vision, or even sometimes you're you're still working out and developing and adopting an other organization's values. I think there is a process. Now, I think, you know, according to Studies and research, you know, often the most successful businesses that start up have an already established like I'm only hiring you because you have the same values as us because we can build on that and be successful. Even if our vision is constantly morphing and adapting and growing, as long as we have values that are similar, that are unified, we can build anything together. So you simply cannot build on the seedbed of division. Division, as a word itself, is really divided, division, divided, vision. And to quote my own message where I expound on this a little bit deeper, I said this, and once again, check out and please subscribe to our Kingdom Culture YouTube channel. I said, peace builds healthy family and relationships, peace builds healthy business, organizations, and career, and peace builds a significant life. Our life of significance. We need peace. We need to get a hold of this as the weapon of our leadership in this season. The most important part of people's spiritual livelihood in the Old Testament was the, the Old Testament temple that Solomon built. And it was built through peace in peace. And I'm speaking metaphorically here, but you can read this. I'm not going to read the whole passage but in 1 Chronicles chapter 22, verse 7 to 10, David is having a conversation. David, the greatest king that ever that Israel ever had, you know, had the resources to fund the temple. He wanted to build the temple to honor God, but God's like, you can't do it. You got too much bloodshed on your hands, man, so I'm going to make your son Solomon to build the temple. He's going to build it in peace. There's going to be peace in his time. In fact, the name Solomon actually means peace. So what built the greatest... Uh, most important part of, at that time, the spiritual livelihood of the people of Israel, it was peace. And that was the temple, the Old Covenant, Old Testament temple. It was Solomon, whose name means peace, who built the temple. Where was the temple put and built? In a city called Jerusalem. What does Jerusalem mean? It means the city of peace. Peace was built, uh, peace was built, or sorry, the, the temple was built through peace in literal peace, the city of peace. And again, I'm speaking a little bit symbolically here. Of course, there wasn't always peace, um, but in this time frame, this is how one of the most important aspects of and spiritual elements of the people of Israel, this is how things were done and built. And I think this applies to us as New Covenant leaders and New Covenant believers. We need to build everything we're building with the hopes of peace, on the foundation of peace. So peace is both a weapon to fight with and a tool to build with. The weapon becomes the very tool that really keeps distractions, distresses, and so much more unnecessary forces at bay while building and pioneering is taking place. It is the weapon for two opposing forces based on what we see in John 14, 27. We see that there are two main things that come after our peace, they come after our peace. So it becomes a weapon for two things. Number one, write this down, it becomes a weapon for trouble. Peace becomes a weapon for trouble. Remember, Jesus said in John 14, 27, peace I leave with you, my own peace I now give to you, not as the world gives. He says this, don't let your hearts be troubled. Don't let your hearts be troubled, emotionally agitated, disturbed. Don't let this be something that causes Inner perplexity could be it could be defined as inner perplexity or, or perplexity, or it could also mean, like I said, emotional agitation from getting too stirred up inside or in upset. How many of us as leaders, we're pioneering, we're moving forward, and the wrong battles that we're not even called to fight are trying to emotionally agitate us, or the wrong battles that we're not even called to fight. Are getting us stirred up on the inside or upset. Especially in a in a world where everybody now has an opinion. It's so easy to get caught up in things that don't even they matter, but they may not matter in the context of your leadership. Like they matter and they're important, but they may not be your lane. They may not be your platform. They may not be your Roadway or pathway when it comes to what you are called to do and what you are called to build. And so don't engage and don't get sideswiped and don't get derailed, letting these things that aren't even your path, aren't even your battle to fight, emotionally agitate you and get you stirred up on the inside. The way to fight this, and of course, there's trouble on our path. Like, you know, you're moving forward and you're building. You're going to have opposition for the thing that you are called to do. That's goes without saying. Um, you know, and I, I know I've kind of just addressed the, the, the sideline things, the the fights that you're not called to fight. But when you are in trouble and feel trouble because of what you are building and feel resistance, the same thing. You need peace. Peace is your tool to build with, but it's also your weapon to fight. It's your weapon to fight against the things that want to take you out and cause you to quit, because you will get stirred up inside. You will get upset. So how do we fight this? What's the weapon we use? It's peace. Peace is the weapon of leadership. Number two, this also, um, this this peace is a weapon for fear. He said, don't let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Don't let them cause you to be intimidated. Don't let them cause you to be cowardly. Don't let them cause you to be unsettled. The word for fear literally just, it means all these things I just said to be timid, living in dread, paralyzing fear of consequences, paralyzing fear of consequences. Sometimes we could be so crippled with fear. What if scenarios, if I do this, if I step out here, if I, you know, if I add this new building block to my business, if I hire this person, if I hire, you know, 20 more people, what if, you know, out of those 20, 19 of them are, people that don't belong and our whole business crumbles or, you know, we have these fears, we have these what if scenarios and we can be paralyzed for fear of the potential consequences when the majority of our pioneering life is about taking risks. Of course, calculated risks, wisdom risks, risks, motivated, energized by discernment. We are going to make mistakes. We are going to fail. We're going to miss it sometimes. But in the name of pioneering, we cannot sacrifice the pioneering and building journey for the potential what ifs of what might happen. Because if you do that, you're going to what you've all heard been said over and over again. It's the paralysis of analysis. You're so analyzing all the potential scenarios that you actually don't move forward. And. You know, I've fallen victim to this in, in seasons past in certain areas of my own leadership. Sometimes I get so paralyzed I'm like, because of the let's say the PTSD uh, you know, and the I, I may call that the pastoral stress, trauma, you know, disorder. I know I'm that's not a really necessarily a real thing, but I'm just kinda using that. There is an element of that. You've been through stuff, you've seen stuff, and therefore you're like, hey, I don't want to touch this because this is what happened last time. And it can paralyze you from making the right decisions in your leadership and stop you from advancing, and we don't want that. So this is a great weapon for fear. We need this peace to overcome fear. Jesus tried to model this in Mark chapter 4 in the storm. The disciples were in fear and he was sleeping in the storm. And then he, we know he silenced the storm. He silenced, he said, peace, be still. He spoke silence to the storm. But really it was, it was all about training the disciples and exposing their fear and exposing their lack of faith. And so, you know, peace is our great weapon to get us through these fearful moments as it was in many stories that we see in scripture with Jesus and his team. And so just to do a little bit of a recap, a little bit of a recap, peace is our weapon of war against life's opposing forces. Life and leadership, remember, often feels like a never-ending cycle of challenges, obstacles, roadblocks, testing, and often pain. So we need spiritual weapons to fight through it. And we're talking about peace. John 14, 27 gives us insight into our connection with peace and standing strong in the midst of trouble and fear. Remember, peace is both our weapon and tool for building. Where there is no peace, there is division. And a house divided against itself cannot stand, or better yet, can't even be built. Peace builds healthy family and relationships. Peace builds healthy businesses, organizations, and career. Peace builds a life of significance. And remember, peace is a weapon for two things, trouble and fear. Of course, for many other things too. But I think a lot of a lot of those things can fall as subcategories under what feels like trouble, what feels like trial, what feels like testing, and of course, what feels like fear. And so today's activation, what we're going to do is something a little, it's going to be a little bit of a different, more spiritual, more supernatural type activation. And I'm not going to give you all the guidelines, but I'm going to provoke you a little bit. So number one, This activation is what I would call more stillness-oriented. And I want you to think on the most stressful, trying, testing, challenging pressures, troubles, and fears you are facing right now and bring them to the forefront of your mind. Bring these stressful, trying, testing, challenging pressures, troubles, and fears that you're facing to the forefront of your mind. Then what you're going to do is you're going to stop and remember What Jesus said in John 14, 27, he gave you peace. He gave his disciples peace. Whatever he gave his disciples is a prophetic promise for us as disciples of Christ now. Okay, so you can put yourself in the disciples' shoes in this scripture. He gave you peace, not as the world gives, temporary in nature, for a moment, to give you the crazy, amazing, goosebump feeling, but it's with eternity in mind. So you can see the end. That it's all going to be good in the end. It's all going to be redeemed in the end. Because you can see that, it's going to give you what you need while you're in the process of the contradiction of what feels like peace. And number three, now pause and just focus on this and meditate. I want you to meditate. See all those things troubling you, getting moved out of the way as Jesus' peace manifests or moves in. I mean, he's already given us peace. He's already promised peace. We just need to access it. So we need to become aware of it. We need to become aware of what he's already given us. This is an exercise of stillness and really declaration. And now number four, you're going to declare that you have the peace of God. You will move through this. God has a plan. This is not some just positive, you know, self declaration. It's a faith declaration. It's a faith declaration of prayer that you're simply aligning yourself with what God has already given you. You're aligning yourself with what God has already promised you. And if you could repeat these steps, and obviously I didn't give you time. I didn't give you timeline. I didn't give you like spend 30 minutes, you know, meditating in stillness, quietness. You do what you need to do. I know for me, there's been seasons of my life where I've literally just sat in silence for like six hours, three hours, five hours, eight hours even at times. And maybe God didn't speak a word to me, but I was learning to still my soul. I was learning to just be with God and aware of his presence and just focus my mind, not let the things that are troubling me, causing me fear, overwhelm me to the point where I become paralyzed by those things. And sometimes you need those seasons, but sometimes it can just take five minutes. It could take 10 minutes, take two minutes in the morning, in the car. Just take some moments. I want you to take a few moments, two, three, four, maybe five every day. They can be really small in time and just focus on the things that are troubling you, but then let Jesus become the focus superseding all of those things, seeing him move those things out of the way, and just just pray, declare, I have the peace of God, and watch what happens in this next season. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast. My name is Sean Gabey. Our goal is to help you, the leader, become a little more supernatural. We'll see you next time. If this podcast has been an investment into your life and or impacted you in any way, we are incredibly thankful. We would love for you to join us in being able to continue bringing leadership content like this every month. Of course, it does not come without a cost and our heart is to continue bringing you more improved quality and content. If you would like to partner with us with a one-time financial gift, or to sign up as a monthly partner, you can do so at kingdomculture.ca. Thank you for listening to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast.